Welcome to City Harvest Sermon Podcast. Coming up is a word from Pastor Kong Hee. God is a covenant-keeping God. And whenever the terms of the covenant is met, God is committed to respond to us. Yeah, His integrity ensures that He will respond to us. Psalms 89 verse 34, God says, My covenant I will not break nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. My covenant I will not break. There's a promise. God will never break His covenant. As long as the earth remains, His covenant is always intact and enforced. So God has given us the covenant of answered prayer. That means if you pray, he will never break his promise to answer it. Now, 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14 is, is one such example. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, what will you do? You will pray. And you seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Now, Jeremiah 29, we all know verse 11 so well. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then look at verse 12. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. What will you do? Go and pray. You will go and pray. If you go and pray to me, I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart, I'll be found by you, says the Lord. I'll bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I've driven you, says the Lord. I will bring you to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. Now, verse 14 is a mouthful. But let me read to you from the message translation. It says, I will make sure you won't be disappointed. God's decree. I'll turn things around for you. I'll bring you back and you can count on it. Isn't it amazing? If we go and pray, he says, you won't be disappointed. I'll turn things around for you. You can count on it. Everybody say with me, my God will never disappoint me. He's turning things around for me. I can count on it. Now, I know you've been turning around saying, but one more time, you got to say, turn to somebody and say, he's turning things around for you. Amen. And then listen to Jesus himself. I mean, when all is said and done, what exactly did our Lord Jesus Christ say? Mark 11, verse 22, he answered, said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. But look at verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, whatever things you ask when you pray, you got to be praying. And when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. It's like what Ian Bounds have said, four things 
Let us ever keep in mind, God hears prayers, God heeds prayer, God answers prayer, and God delivers by prayer. In other words, God hears our prayers, God heeds them. That means He gives careful focus and attention on them. And then He answers them. And He will deliver it to you because you pray. So if we have a revelation of God's covenant concerning prayer answers, we will enjoy a lifetime of breakthroughs. Our prayers will get answered, answered. You will never live another day with dry, boring Christianity. Your life will be an adventure. It will be so exciting because you serve a living God who is able to deliver the prayer answers. So what are the terms of the covenant? There are eight keys that will commit God to hear from us. We learned four last week. We're going to finish it up by four more this weekend. Last week, I told you, you've got to pray from your heart. Don't just pray from your head or from your words, but you've got to be from your heart. Number two, you pray according to the Word of God. And I want to say that City Harvest Church, in the last one year, you really have become very good at this. I've been hearing a lot of our leaders leading prayer, and now they are praying scriptural prayers. They're taking the Word of God and speaking out because God's Word is already anointed by the Spirit. Now, number three, you pray with faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We talked about that last week. Then number four, you pray boldly, not timidly, not beggarly, and you come boldly to that throne of grace and mercy. And even if we are all messed up, even if you're messed up, it is all right. No weapon formed against you will, will prosper. No accusation that's cast against you you know, you are able to cast it down. They will not stand because this is the heritage of the servant of the Lord because your righteousness is from me, saith the Lord. We can still come boldly to the throne of grace and mercy because we are covered by God's righteousness. So we already learned these four keys. Today, we want to continue four more, all right? For God to hear us, listen carefully, number five, you got to pray with authority over Satan and his demonic forces. You got to pray with authority over the devil and all his demons. Luke 10 verse 19, Jesus says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Everybody say, I have authority. Say louder, I have power. I have power. Say power. power. Now, what exactly is power and authority? Now, you can check any dictionary you want. Power is your ability to get things done. When you can do things, you are a powerful person, right? So, that's what power is. Now, authority is a little different. Authority has to do with our position our right to command, our right to act without any hindrance. So, power is your ability, authority is your position. Let me give an example. Let me see right now. I have power to move this music stand. 
I can do it. I'm able to do it, right? I have power to do this. But let's say I'm busy preaching and I need some help. So we got a wonderful security guy called Wen Xiang. Where are you, Wen Xiang? There you are. Let's give Wen Xiang a big hand, right? He's a gentle giant of City Harvest Church. Wen Xiang, just, just stand there. Uh, Wen Xiang, can you do me a favor? Pastor has to preach behind the pulpit. Can you please take that uh, music stand for me? Yeah, can you please bring it over there at the corner? Wen Xiang, I changed my mind. Can you stop? Can you turn around and can you just put it over here? That's very good, Wen Xiang. Stop, Wen Xiang. Wen Xiang, can you just put it right here? Now, Wen Xiang, can you just come over here for a moment? I have the power to move this, but how come I'm able to tell him to help me out? Because I am his... Pastor. <laughs> I'm his pastor. Wen Xiang, how long have you been in our church? Uh, 19 years. 19 years. So you, you grew up here as a teenager, and he's an occupational therapist. He's one of the nicest, nicest men and, uh, you know, in our church, and he is a gentle giant. You know, and if you like your bones to be cracked, you can ask him to help you out. You know, he's, he's a physiotherapist. He's very good at this. <laughs> yeah, so, so I have authority because I'm his pastor. So I said, Wen Xiang, help me out. He will help me out. Now, but sometimes, how many of you know this? Once you just stay there, how many of you know that you may not have power to do things? None of us have power to cure cancer. None of us have power to overcome demons in the natural. Let me give you an example. We have our little girl, our cute little girl on the screen every week. Where's Naomi? Naomi, you're here. Come, come, come Naomi. Naomi, come. Oh, please give little Naomi a big hand. <laughs> Naomi, now, can you please go and... Okay, can you come, come, come? Stop. <laughs> can you carry this mic stand? You think so you can, right? Don't hurt yourself. Uh, this music stand. Yeah, but Naomi, you come here. You can, you can do that, right? Naomi, I want you to, to look over there. Uncle Wen Xiang. I'm very close to Pastor. I'm very close to Pastor. Every week Pastor prays for me, you know. Every week Pastor prays for me, you know. Can you please take the music stand for me? Can, can you please take the music stand for me? And put it back at where Pastor took it from. And put it back where Pastor took it from. Now, Naomi, can you try to lift up this pulpit? You got to try harder. Come on, you're a strong girl. Can you do it? You can, right? Oh, it's too heavy for me. Okay, Naomi, come here, come here. Come here, come here. You know what you can do, right? Take the mic. <laughs> Uncle Wen Xiang. Uncle Wen Xiang. This is what I want you to do. Can you please carry the pulpit for me? Can you please carry the pulpit for me? I'm very close to Pastor Kong. I'm very close to Pastor Kong. Pastor wants the pulpit to be moved. Pastor wants the pulpit to be moved. So in Pastor's name. What? 
In pastor's name. In pastor's name. Move the puppet now. Move the puppet now. You're so strong. Uncle Wenxiang. Can you carry with one hand? Thank you very much. Come on, let's give Wenxiang and Naomi a big hand. I tell you, Wenxiang is strong because this pulpit. It's very heavy. <laughs> it's extremely heavy. Oh, please give them a big clap. Hallelujah. You notice something? Very important principle. Authority releases power. Authority releases power. Yeah? And authority comes from the word author. The one who wrote the book. So you got to know this God who wrote this book, the author and his word. And you begin to be released in his power. The more we realize that we are children of God, sons and daughters of the Most High, the more we realize that we are new creation in Jesus Christ, washed by his blood, filled with the Holy Spirit, that we are deeply loved, greatly blessed, and highly favored. The more we have revelation of that, the more we move in our authority, and power will be released to do the miraculous. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Oh, you want to clap this morning? Let's give the Lord a big clap. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 9 and verse 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Over how many of them? All demons. All means all. And Jesus has given us ability to, to cure sicknesses and diseases. And we have the right to cast out demons. In fact, every child of God, under the sound of my voice this morning, we have inbuilt redemptive authority to move in a supernatural and to, to come against Satan and all his demonic forces because Jesus Christ have raised us up together with him. Ephesians 1 verse 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. He has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now, if Jesus Christ is the head and all things are under his feet, and we are part of his body. That means Satan is under our feet. Positionally, we have the authority. Positionally, we have the right to command. Positionally, we have the right to act without any demonic hindrance. You got to realize that. Many people have knowledge, experience, 
uh, education. They have the power. They have the ability. They have the skills. But they have zero authority. So they live throughout their entire lives at the mercy of the evil one. And they feel powerless. It takes authority to be more than conquerors, not just our experience and our education alone. See, Pastor Meng's dad uh, had been having a lot of health challenges in the last few years. In the last few years, he's been having fainting spells. So he would just faint and, and black out. Two weeks ago, he, he suddenly had a blackout, and this time was really bad. He fell and hurt his, his face, hurt his head. They got to rush him to NUH, the National University Hospital, to have his, his chest X-ray and his CT scan. And they found that his heart was uh, very, very weak in his heartbeat, and the heartbeat was irregular. So in fact, while they are doing a test on him, his heart stopped beating for more than eight seconds. Now, if your heart stopped beating, you can lose consciousness. Sometimes you can even die. So the doctor said, Pastor Meng's dad, Uncle Yupin, he needs to have a pacemaker. So Meng texted uh, son and I, and we, we, we are burdened. We started praying. You know, we, we, we wanted uh, Meng's mom and dad to, to be healthy and to be strong. And so we started praying, praying. And I went to NUH for a visitation. I went to pray with Uncle Yupin. I went in there, and together with Auntie Mac, Pastor Meng, Uncle Yupin, four of us, we came to a place of agreement. I laid hands on his heart, and I say, Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you to give him a new heart right now, and I believe no pacemaker necessary. So I just prayed. I just felt the revelation and the faith. I prayed, be healed in the name of Jesus. Heartbeat, be regularized in Jesus' name. So I stood on my authority and command every sickness and every demonic spirit, go in Jesus' name. Uncle Yupin was very happy. He was full of faith. I said, you know what, Uncle? I just got a sense that you probably will need a, a pacemaker. But you know, if the doctor say you, you, you should have one, you should listen to the doctor. But I feel I'm going to believe God, no pacemaker. He looked at me in front of, of the rest and he just smiled. Well, since one doctor, he pointed at me, one doctor said so, let's listen to what the other doctor said. <laughs> And, and with that, I left. Over the weekend, his heart started beating stronger and stronger and stronger. They did a series of tests, and he just got discharged. The doctor said, your heart is as good as new. You don't need any pacemaker. Your heartbeat is totally regular. Heal in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's give the Lord a big clap. Everybody say out loud with me. Say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have authority over Satan and all his evil forces. In the name of Jesus right now, I command you, devil, enough is enough. Take your hands off my life, off my family, off my future, off my health. In Jesus' name. If you believe that, give the Lord a big clap. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. For God to hear us, you have 
to take authority, strong authority, over Satan and his evil forces. And then the second thing you need to take note of, next key, you got to pray in the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession. Intercession. Makes what? Intercession. For us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, certainly, this morning we read the word intercession. All this while we've been saying the word, you got to pray, you got to pray. Certainly now, intercession. Intercession is a deeper dimension, a deeper realm of praying. So you have intercession, intercessors. Now, exactly what is intercession? Intercession is persevering prayer on behalf of someone else. It's you persevering. That's why it's deeper. It is, it is of a higher dimension. It's persevering prayer on behalf of, of others, not just of yourself, but of others. You are pleading with God, not just for your own needs, but for the needs of other people. Now, in Genesis chapter 18, we have the story of the sin and wickedness of Sodom and Gomorrah. And the sin was so grievous, the immorality was so grievous, the pride was so grievous. Yes, yes, a raisin to God. God was going to judge the city, or those two cities. But before God does anything, He always tells His servants, the prophets. So God told Abraham. Now Abraham got into intercession. Look at Genesis 18 and verse 23. Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Now notice what is intercession. It is drawing close to God to pray with his heart, to pray according to his heart. So Abraham drew close to the Lord and he reminded God of his word. He said, Lord, you are a good God. God, you are good all the time. All the time you are good. You will never destroy the righteous with the wicked. And then he went on to say this, verse 24, suppose there were 50 righteous within the city, would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you, shall not the judge of all the earth do right. So Abraham was filled with compassion for the people. He said, God, I put to your remembrance your word, your nature. You are a righteous judge. God, you are not going to judge the righteous together with the wicked. Now, God, of course, was very happy because God wanted Abraham to draw near to feel his heart. So the Lord say in verse 26, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. So God would spare the city if there were 50 righteous. Abraham continued to intercede. You see, persevering, persevering. You've got to pray through. He persevered with humility. He didn't say, God, why, 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 why? Why, why are you going to judge? God, I demand an explanation. No, no, no. He didn't ask why. 
He didn't need any explanation from God. He said he humbled himself. At the same time, he was very bold. See, you got to be bold when you pray. God will never answer timid prayers or fearful prayers. So he asked the Lord. He said, Lord, what if there are 45 righteous? God, what if there are 40 righteous? Will you judge the city? God, please don't be upset. But God, I'm going to be bold. What if there are 30 righteous? Lord, remember your word. Lord, remember your covenant. Lord, what if there are 20 righteous? Lord, what if there are 10 righteous? See, very bold and very specific. He didn't just say, oh God, when you just bless the city. No, very specific. God only answers specific prayers. Jesus says, until now you ask nothing in my name. Ask that you will receive, that your joy may be full. You've got to be specific what you want. He was very, very specific. And then each time God said, I will spare the city. If you can find me 45 righteous, I will spare it. If you can find 40 righteous, I will spare it. If you can find 30, 20, 10, I will spare the city. Can you see that? The eternal destiny of these two cities, thousands of people, depended on the prayer of one man. The eternal destiny of our lives and this church depends on the prayer of all of us here as we come to a season of intercession. Intercession is taking hold of God's will and refusing to let it go until His will has come to pass. So you persevere, and you persevere in prayer. God, this is your will. God, this is what you have called us to do. God, these are your promises you have given to us individually and as a people. I will lay hold of it and not let it go until your kingdom come. Your will be done according to what you have promised. That is what intercession is. You see, and, and we have to. You have to persevere because intercession is really engaging in intense spiritual warfare. Now, in Daniel chapter 10, God gave Daniel a vision. He's going to deliver his people from 70 years of captivity in Babylon. God's going to bring deliverance. The deliverance has come. But Daniel got to intercede. Daniel got to pray. Every time Daniel prayed, there was resistance. He could feel there was resistance in the atmosphere. So he went for three weeks, 21 days of fasting. Now, we are on a three-day fasting. Daniel went for three weeks. On the 24th day, after three weeks of prayer, three weeks of fasting, three weeks of intercession, suddenly he got an angelic visitation. A great angel came before him. Now, this was a supernatural being. Look at Daniel 10 and verse 12. He said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. Now, God delivers our prayer answers through angels, okay? But this angel, on his way to send the answer, he was hindered by demonic powers. So the story continues. Verse 13, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. 
Now, who is this prince? He can't be a human because no human can stop an angel. So he was a demon, a fallen angel. So God's angel and a fallen angel. And they fought in the heavenlies for 21 days. The same time, what was Daniel doing? Interceding, fasting, praying. Things were happening in the air he couldn't see. And because of his perseverance, his intercession, what happens? Behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, the archangel, came to help me, for I have been left alone there with the kings of Persia. So, only because Daniel was persevering his intercession, his prayer activated the powerful archangel to come to this angel's rescue. So this angel now can bring the prayer answers to Daniel. See, sometimes we are praying for things. Oh, God, bring healing to me. God, bring deliverance to me. God, bring provision to me. And we feel resistant. There is warfare going on. You got to intercede. You got to pray. You got to fast. Until there is a breakthrough. Until angelic beings will come and defeat demonic beings. Intercession is warfare. See, Ephesians 6 verse 12, let's all read this together, starting now. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Let me give an example. 1978, the World Cup was in Argentina, and Youth of the Mission, YWAM, sent 200 missionaries to reach out and preach the gospel to all the soccer fans that were coming from all around the world. 200 of them went to the town of Cordoba, where Cordoba, where they had the playoffs. And they had the playoffs there. Cordoba was a very sophisticated city. People are rich, educated, you know, very fashionable. Nobody wanted to listen to the preaching of Jesus. They had all the events, nobody wanted to come. They went to the streets and gave tracts. You know, the, the citizens of Cordoba took the tracks, threw it on the floor in front of the missionaries. Don't preach Jesus to us. So the team decided, we are not going to have a breakthrough. Let's have a day of fasting and prayer. So all of them gathered, 200 of them, they started fasting, they started praying, praying. Suddenly, one of the leaders got a revelation. The leader saw a demonic spirit who is a demonic prince of Cordoba. And he's ruling over the minds of the people. So they prayed and they, against him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, standing on their authority until they felt this demon was bound. And the moment the demon was bound, suddenly the atmosphere changed. Revival broke out. The next day after their day of fasting and prayer, they realized crowds were coming to their events. Just two days before, nobody wanted to come. Now people were coming, and now people asked for their tracks. And they even went to the missionaries and said, can you please autograph the tracks for me? I mean, that's weird, right? John Dawson, the leader of YWAM, went to uh, St. Martin's Plaza and preached. And hundreds of people in a public square fell on their knees and cried out to God in repentance. Why? Because a strong man over the city was bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's give the Lord a big hand. Oh, you want to clap? Let's give God a big clap. Hallelujah. 
Intercession is so powerful. It's so powerful that it is the present continuing ministry of Jesus Christ. This is what Jesus does full-time, 24-7, every single moment of every single day. He's interceding for you and I. You see, look over here. At, at, let's go back to Romans 8, verse 34. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also raised, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. What is Jesus Christ doing? He's not hanging on the cross. He's raising. What is he doing? Twiddling his thumb in heaven? No. He is at the right hand of the Father, interceding night and day on your behalf and mine. How many of you want to be like Jesus? You want to be like Jesus? Lift up both hands and shout a little bit. All right. I can, I can see it. I, you know, how many of you really want to be like Jesus? Lift up both hands and shout a little bit. Amen, amen, amen. Now I'm convinced. Then you need the help of the Holy Spirit. He's, after all, our helper. Let's go back to verse 26, just a few verses before. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That means the Holy Spirit inside us intercedes through us. Verse 27, Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So when we speak in tongues, we are tuning ourselves to the frequency of God. So we are, our prayer is always in tune with God's will. And we know we have this confidence. If we pray according to His will, he hears us. And if He hears us, He will answer us. That is why being baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is so important. It's indispensable. If you want to be an intercessor, a powerful prayer warrior. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 15, Paul says this. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will also pray with understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will also sing with the understanding. And then verse 18, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. I thank God, I speak in tongues more than you all. That's the reason why through one man, God is able to do so many mighty exploits through him. He's speaking in tongues. He's interceding according to God's will. And that is what we need to do. See, Acts 4 verse 31 that's why the early church was so powerful. When they had prayed, the place that they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. What happens when you're filled in the Spirit? You speak in tongues. And they spoke the Word of God with boldness. There is no doubt whatsoever. The early church was so powerful in intercession. The place that were praying was shaken because they prayed fervently in the Spirit, according to God's will in tongues. And this is why I want to encourage you. These last three days, as we come together, as we pray, and we pray in the Spirit, and of course, we, we just don't speak in tongues, we also pray with our understanding. We ask for interpretation of the tongue. But the point here is this. You've got to pray in the Spirit 
because it's intercession according to God's will and it's powerful to give us victory. Oh, come on, let's give God a big hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Number seven, for God to hear us, we got to pray with thanksgiving. The prayers will be answered are the ones that are offered to God with thanksgiving. Philippians 4 verse 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, when you pray, don't just cry and cry and cry all the time. It's okay to cry, but when you pray, give thanks. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, my miracle is on its way. I thank you, my healing has come. I receive it by faith. Now, it's easy to, thank, to, to say thank you after something good has happened. But thanksgiving is most powerful before you get the prayer answers. In fact, can I say this? Your thanksgiving will in, provoke the prayer answers. Your thanksgiving will provoke the answers that you need in your prayers. Always learn to give thanks to the Lord. Now, remember how Pastor Phil Pringle two weeks, three weeks ago, he said that every time he gave thanks and praised the name of Jesus, the angels that the encounter he got got stronger, got more motivated. Every time we praise and give thanks, God began to move on our behalf. You know, you say, but I have nothing to thank God for. Well, great is our God and greatly to be praised. I could be the most, I could be very sick, but God is still great. I could be in a mess, but God is still great. I could be having a financial trouble, but God is still great. And, and as the, the revelation of His greatness will be proportionate to how much I, I'm going to praise Him greatly. So I'm going to sing loudly. I'm going to dance before the Lord. I'm going to thank Him at all times. Now, in our church, we have one couple, Danny and Nancy, and they've been wanting to have a, a son for a long time. Oh, okay, they are, they are from this service too, all right. Now, Danny always felt uh, a sense of responsibility that he has to have a son, a, a, a boy, to continue the family's name. So they already have a daughter, but they always wanted a son. And then they lost a second daughter through a premature delivery. So for many years, they've been trying to have a, 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 another son, another child, a son. For six years, they tried. They tried Western treatment. They tried Chinese medication. Nothing helped. They tried all the different sophisticated fertility procedures. Didn't help. For, so they went to see a top gynecologist at Glen Eagles Hospital, very expensive private hospital. Right, and they saw the top doctor, one of the heads of the department. For two years, Nancy had to have three injections every single day. One to the stomach, two to the buttocks. Every week, she had to go through a blood test. And after all these trying five uh, IVFs and artificial insemination, nothing worked. The doctor even told them, why don't you just take a break? It's not happening. Her womb was closed. But Nancy was always praying. Nancy really believed and asked God, Lord, heal me. Jesus, open up my womb. And she began to believe and, and declare it by faith. Prophecies started coming in. 
The cell group leader had a vision that Nancy is going to have a, a son. Her mother-in-law had a vision that she's going to have a grandson. A long-lost friend came to see her and said, I have a dream, you're going to have a son. Even the domestic helper in the house one day had an open vision that an angel delivered a baby in a basket and put it on the sofa. Now, two months after the maid had an open vision, Nancy was naturally conceived and had a baby. But it was a challenge. She was bleeding all the time. And, you know, it, it, it was very, very difficult. So she was in and out of hospital. You see, just because God began to bring the prayer answers doesn't mean there's no spiritual warfare, right? Just like Daniel, you got to persevere. You got to pray through. So what happened was that, that she was bleeding. Her cervix got to be stitched up. She was on Ventolin drip 24-7. But the beautiful thing was this. Throughout this time, Nancy kept thanking God. Jesus, I thank you. Jesus, you are a miracle-working Savior. Jesus, my baby will be strong. My baby will be healthy. I dedicate this child to you. Jesus, one day my son will grow up and he's going to serve you and preach your gospel all around the world. Jesus, I thank you. For the whole period, and then the baby, Joven, was delivered at full term, totally strong and healthy, and he's 13 years old right now. Come on, let's give God a big hand. He's 13 years old right now today. Joven is a scholarship student at the School of the Arts, majoring in ballet. See, those of you that are going through fertility situation, you want a child. I hope this story will encourage you. But you keep thanking God. You keep praying. You keep believing. You keep, you keep declaring, God, I pray with thanksgiving in my heart. I enter your gates with thanksgiving. I enter your courts with praise. Oh, great is my God and greatly to be praised. I thank you. I thank you my miracle is coming. I thank you my deliverance is coming. I thank you that the money I need is on its way. I thank you right now. The breakthrough I need in my marriage is going to happen in Jesus' name, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you. I thank you. See, every day you learn to be thankful. You learn to be thankful. And finally, the last story, the last point. You, God will hear us. It's number eight. If number eight, we pray with expectation. Expectation. Our expectation determines our manifestation. You've got to expect it. Psalm 62 verse 5. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. You see, you've got to expect. Now, Proverbs 23 verse 18. It says, for surely there is an end and thy expectation shall not be cut off. The expectation of the righteous will never be cut off. God is not going to disappoint you. I will not disappoint. I will turn things around. You can count on it. My covenant, I will not break. You see, expectation. Expectation will activate our breakthroughs. Expectation creates the atmosphere for miracles to happen. So when we come to God, when we approach God, we must fully believe in the name of Jesus Christ that our miracle will happen, that He is a rewarder of our faith. 
That is what faith is. What is faith? Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is hope? Hope is expectation. Faith, therefore, is the substance of what you expect. If you expect nothing, you will never be disappointed. That is the unbeliever's beatitude. Blessed is he who expects nothing, he will not be disappointed. You know what, friends? You must pray and expect God to move. One last story and I end. In this season, where our prayers and our intercession must be answered, right? In this season, our prayers must be answered. Then we got to be like Elijah. Everybody say Elijah. Elijah wasn't praying prayers that will be rejected. He was praying prayers that has to be answered. And this is what we are going through right now. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41. Elijah said to Ahab, Go up and eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Rain's coming. Now, they have been having drought for three and a half years. No rain. Not even a drop. Now he says, God, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm believing, I'm believing. He's filled with expectation. And that is what faith is. The substance of things that you expect. Yeah? So he says in verse 42, Ahab went up to eat and drink. Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. When he bow, then he bowed down to the ground, put his face between his knees. Now, some scholars believe that the way he, he did that, put his head between his knees, this is how in ancient times, biblical times, that women give birth to children this way. So he was in a delivery position. He was in prayer. He was giving birth to something, a miracle. He was praying, praying, praying. Verse 43, he said to his servant, go up now and look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. The servant said, nothing. Seven times he said, go again, go again. He prayed, go again, check this out, go again. That's what persevering prayer is about. You don't go by what you see, you don't go by what you read, what you hear, you go by faith, what you expect. You go back and check, you go back and check, you go back and check. God is working the miracle. Jesus, I thank you, the miracle is coming. And then, what happened? Verse 44, it came to pass the seventh time. And he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So the, the servant said, Master, I think after seventh, he must be very stressed, you know. Oh, Elijah, prophet, I, I, I saw something. Do you see something? Do you see revival? Um, um, I, I, a little bit, like a man's hand, little cloud. <laughs> coming out from the sea a little bit. Elijah got very excited. He went to Ahab. He says, go. And they said to Ahab, prepare your chariots. Go down before the rain stops you. Tell the king, big thunderstorms coming. I mean, a normal person would say, oh, Elijah, kuachang, right? All I saw was just this tiny bit, maybe at most a short drizzle. You want me to go and tell the king, big thunderstorms coming? I mean, you're being too exaggerated. You see, our expectation 
determines our manifestation. Elijah was praying with great, great expectation. And look what happened. Verse 45. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became blank with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Oh, hallelujah. Elijah was a man just like you and me, City Harvest Church, my brothers, my sisters. He prayed fervently, the Bible says, in the New Testament in James. He prayed fervently, and it didn't rain for three and a half years. He prayed again, and the rain came. Because when he prayed, he always prayed with expectation. And that is what you must do this morning. We must pray expecting. Ask in faith with no doubting. If you don't expect, you won't get anything. One last verse and I'll end, all right? Jesus, let's end with the words of Jesus Christ. He's the most important person in everything that we do. Mark eleven twenty four. Can we all read this together? Starting now. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So people ask me this, Pastor, how do I know when my prayers are being answered? How do I know? I don't see it. How do I know? How do I know God is hearing my prayers, that I'm not wasting my time? I mean, I don't, I don't feel that things, I don't feel better. I, I, I don't see the promotion, the job, the situation at home is not getting better. How do I know? How do you know if your prayers are being answered? When your faith says so. When your faith tells you. Your faith informs you. Now, unless we receive the answer spiritually, you will never get it in your hands practically. Until you receive first in your spirit. Now, look at what Jesus says. Believe that you receive them. Spiritually, you've got to receive first. And you will have them. Practically, it will be delivered to you. It will happen. It will happen. So when I prayed for Uncle Yupin, spiritually when I prayed, I felt the Lord say to me, He's healed. So I told him, I said, if you're going to believe God, no pacemaker. I receive it. So you receive it first. One weekend later, doctors came back. No need, pacemaker. Your heart is well. No more stopping. See, you receive it first, spiritually, then you see the deliverance practically. But what do you do between the time you receive it in your heart and the time you experience the manifestation? During this season, what do you do? What are you waiting? You keep on giving thanks. You keep on thanking Him. You keep on expecting. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. My miracle is on its way. My miracle is on its way. And it will come. God is not a man that He should lie. He will not disappoint you. He will turn it around for you. You can count on it. He will not break His covenant with you. Well, come on, go ahead and give God praise. Oh, give God praise. I want singers and musicians to come right now. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God a big clap this morning. This morning, Jesus gave us a promise. Assuredly, I say to you, that means I give a guarantee. 
Whatever you buy on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. That means whatever sickness that you have, whatever problem you have, if you pray against it, God is going to do it for you. And whatever you need to happen in your life, when you pray in Jesus' name, expecting, giving Him thanks, He's going to do it the same. How many of you want to believe God to do some binding and losing? How many of you want to believe God for miracles in your life? Put up your hands right now. Let's all stand out on our feet in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just begin to pray in the Spirit. That's how you activate the power of God. That's how you get into intercession from the front to the back, from the left to the right. Come on, let's just open our mouth and begin to pray. Shuduria la carabahateria, la carabahateria, la carabahateria, la carabahateria. Shuduria la carabah. Let's pray louder, louder, louder. Oh, let's just pray fervently right now. Let's just persevere in our prayers in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Shuduria la carabahateria, la carabahateria, la carabahateria. Shuduria la carabahateria, la carabahateria, la carabahateria. Just 20 more seconds, you pray. Something is happening here. God is turning things around for you. God wants you to know you can count on Him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God will not disappoint you. Your healing will come. The blessing will come. The deliverance will come. The breakthrough that you need in your marriage, in your family will come. God will not break His covenant. Just pray, pray, believing. By faith, receive it right now. And it will happen to you. You will receive it. You will experience the manifestation of it. service this weekend because we've all been praying and as you can hear my voice is tired you know I, I started off on Friday at six o'clock and I let I preach and I led last night and I'm, I'm preaching today and I'm gonna lead afterwards at two o'clock and lead prayer I hope I hope all of you could come at hall 606 at two o'clock and then son I begin to end it off tonight at 4 a.m. we're gonna close this whole season of three days of fasting and prayer. So I wanted to have a short service. But then when I came to church yesterday, I just felt the power of God, the presence of God. Suddenly, I met a lot of people, some in wheelchair, some having strokes, had a stroke, some having a difficulty in speaking, some having heart problems, cancer. And I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, you know what? We are in a three days of fasting and prayer. If any time we can expect God for a miracle, it's these three days. Because some demonic powers will not go except through prayer and fasting. And you've been doing that. So this morning, let's just not for another moment live with sicknesses in our body. First of all, those of you that have heart disease, I just want you to believe God, He can heal you of heart disease. Let's all pray in tongues right now. Shuduria la karabahadea. 
He can heal you of your heart attacks. He can heal you of palpitation of the heart. He can heal you of murmuring of the heart. If your blood is not flowing well, He can heal you. He can heal you and give you a brand new heart. Thank you, Jesus. You got cancer in your body. Believe God this morning. Lung cancer be healed in Jesus' name. This morning, breast cancer be healed in Jesus' name. The spirit of death, the spirit of cancer that wants to kill you before your time, we command it to go in the name of Jesus Christ. Colorectal cancer, stomach cancer, cancer in the rectum, be healed in the name of Jesus. Jesus can heal prostate cancer. Jesus can heal cancer in the pancreas. Jesus can heal cancer in the cervix, in the ovaries. Be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus can heal lymphoma. Jesus can heal leukemia. Nose cancer, be healed in the name of Jesus. Cancer in the esophagus, throat cancer, be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus can heal tumor in the head, inoperable tumor in the brain, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. In fact, every form of cancer in your body, benign or malignant, cancerous tumor, go in the name of the Lord Jesus. We come against the spirit of death in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, some of you uh, are couples, you've been wanting to have children. You know, let's believe God. Let's expect God in the next one year. From now to next year this time, you're going to have a child. You're going to have a son. You're going to have a daughter. Some of you have tried IVF and AI. It's not been successful. Now, let's just pray. Why don't we come to God in prayer? He's the source of all our healing. He can open up the womb. If God can open up Sarah's womb when she's already 90 years old, God can give you your Isaac. God can give you your miracle child. If God can do it for Danny and Nancy, God can do it for you. Those of you that are believing God for children, just lay hands on the womb right now. Be open, be open, be open in the name of Jesus. Those of you that have eye problem, be healed. Those of you that have hearing problem, be healed. Somebody here have IBS, intestinal bowel syndrome. For two weeks, God been speaking to me. He wants to heal IBS in City Harvest Church. If you got intestinal bowel to, uh, syndrome, God wants to heal you right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Just receive it, receive it, receive it. I want all the cell group leaders, I want all the pastors, I want all the church staff, I want all the board members, come up and form a line right now. We're going to believe God this morning that God is going to heal you. Some of you here have migraine, severe migraine headache and insomnia. You can't sleep and you're, you're in pain all the time. You take a lot of painkillers and you're not getting any better. God wants to heal you this morning. And some of you have depression, and, and you, there's a spirit of death assigned by hell to put, make you so depressed, you feel like ending your life. This morning, the spirit of life is going to come upon you. We're going to bind the spirit of death and cast it out in the name of Jesus. This morning, we pray God is going to live up. Those of you that are struggling with depression, somebody here have hemophilia, a, a, bleeding problem just like the woman with the issue of blood this morning God is gonna heal you I just sense the Holy Spirit saying he's gonna heal you of your blood disorder right now in Jesus name so if you got any sickness in your body cancer heart disease you got barrenness you got you got fertility problem you got 
chronic disease, arthritis, pain in your joints, you got sugar diabetes, you know, your legs are swollen, and you got a sugar diabetic problem, you got high blood pressure, hypertension, be healed in Jesus. You got any disorder in your body, any chronic disease, I want you to quickly come to the front right now. Just quickly come. And I want all the leaders. The Bible say, if you're sick, come to the leaders of the church. The prayer of faith will raise you from your sickness. The prayer of faith will heal you right now. I want all the leaders, ask them, quickly, quickly come right now. Everyone with cancer, we're going to believe God for healing. Some of you have a stroke. That's right. You have a stroke. Some of you are here in a wheelchair. Those of you that have wheelchair, come to the front. Get somebody to wheel you. We're going to believe God will heal your body. We're going to believe right now if you got wheel, if you're in a wheelchair, God is going to start His healing process in you today, right now, right here, right now. Some of you are recovering from stroke. Your, your words are slurred. And you got, uh, you got immobility, your weaknesses in your body. You Maybe you have Bell's palsy. This morning, we're going to believe God for total healing. Let's all pray in tongues right now, all of this room. Just come, 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 come. Let's all pray in tongues right now. Just sing in the body, just come. This weekend is the weekend of your miracle. This weekend is the weekend of your supernatural encounter. Expect it. Expect it. In the name of Jesus, you're going to be made whole. God is not going to disappoint you. Only believe.
Amen. It's a place of power. I want all of you to stretch your hands towards all these in the front right now. We're going to believe God that the spirit of death is bound. We're going to pray every spirit of infirmity will be cast out in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody say out loud together with me. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I command every spirit of infirmity. I command every spirit of infirmity. To leave my brothers and sisters. To leave my brother and my sister. I speak to the cancer. I speak to the cancer. Go in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. Every tumor must drop out. Every tumor must drop out. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Heart disease be healed. Heart disease be healed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name Every pain in the body. Every pain in the body. By the stripes of Jesus. By the stripes of Jesus. You are made whole. You are made whole. I command the spirit of death. I command the spirit of death. Go. Go. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want you to bind the devil right now. I command every spirit to go. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Heart disease be healed in the name. Stroke be healed in the name of Jesus. Only believe. Only believe. The leaders are praying for the rest. This is what we're going to do. We're going to put in practice what we learned today. Everybody say intercession. Intercession. Say persevering prayer. Persevering prayer. For someone else. For someone else. I want everybody, everybody listen. Turn to the person on your left, not on your right, and ask them, what is one thing I can intercede for you right now? Just on your left. Now, everybody just turn to somebody, ask them, because we are going to pray and intercede for our neighbors right now. And something powerful is going to happen. When we pray for others, God will always meet our needs. So everybody just ask your neighbor. One thing, just one thing. If you have no one to turn to, you pray for Pastor Kong. You know how to intercede for Pastor, right? Pastor need deliverance. So now, please ask your neighbor right now, what is that one thing? What is that one thing? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you ready to pray? The one thing, you got it? Now, no one prays for his own family or himself. You pray for the neighbor. Right, let's all hold our neighbor's hands right now. Let's everybody just hold one another's hands on your left and right. The place of agreement is the place of, of power. Hallelujah. Everybody hold your neighbor's hands on your left and right. Okay, everyone pray. When I count to three. One, two, three. Pray for one minute right now.
just up here. Pray, pray just a little bit more. Just pray a little bit more. In the seat for the person on your left. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, just let go of your neighbor's hands. Let's give God a big clap first. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Now, I want you to turn to a person on your right and ask the person on your right, what is the one thing I can pray for you? Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Are you ready? One thing, one thing, one thing. One thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. Good, 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 good. You guys are amazing. All right, are you ready? Let's just hold our neighbor's hands right now on the left and right. Let's everybody hold each other's hands. When I count to three, I want you to pray persevering prayers in the mighty name of Jesus. One, two, three. Pray in the name of Jesus. You pray, you pray. Persevere, persevere. Just pray, pray. 20 more seconds, you pray. Jesus right now. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. I don't need the music. Just begin to thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you for the healing. Thank you, Lord, for your provision, for your blessing. Thank you for the wisdom that, is, that we receive by faith right now. We receive by faith with no doubting. Thank you, Jesus, for the breakthrough. You will not disappoint us. You are a good Savior. You are a good God. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. Now, you thank the Lord. You thank the Lord for a few moments, right? Let's begin to thank God for City Harvest Church. 
Thank you for this great church. We have a great destiny. Thank you, Lord, for the destiny you have given to us. Thank you for calling us to raise up a generation that will take Asia by storm. Thank you for your calling. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing that's still so evident. Thank you, Lord, for the destiny that's enviable and glorious. I want you to begin to thank the Lord. Everybody, lift up your hearts and thank Him for City Harvest Church. Oh, don't be tired. Just a little bit more, we're going to end. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for giving us a spiritual family. Thank you, Lord, for the cell group leaders. Thank you, Lord, for all the church staff. Thank you for brothers and sisters in this great house. Thank you, O oh God, for the wonderful things you're doing here. We give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, we lift up the name of Jesus high. We give you praise. We give you praise. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, we give you praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We expect great things. We believe in great things. Our future is great. Our future is great. The power of the righteous are ever bright to the glorious day. Oh, God, your thoughts towards us are thoughts of peace to give us a hope and a future. So when we pray, we believe in you. We can count on you. You will not disappoint. Oh God, you are turning things around for us in our family, in our business, in our destiny, in our cell groups, in our church. You are turning things around and we give you praise. We give you praise. Can we give God the loudest praise this morning? Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise. Are you blessed by this week's podcast? Tell us at connect at chc.org.sg.